In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Happy Father's Day. We tend to think of Father's Day as being for those who sired us, perhaps. But we have all kinds of fathers. I was very fortunate in life. I had both a mother and a father who loved me. They came to church every Sunday, and not only did they come to church, they were active. My mother, on the other hand, never spoke about her father. When she was a teenager, she moved in with her great aunt and uncle. And I think the person who was most a father to her in her life was her Uncle Jones. Many of us have someone other than our biological father who is a father to us. Hopefully, we have several. There are many kinds of fathers. Not just biological relatives, uncles, grandfathers. <coughs> but also spiritual fathers. We call Father Mark Father because priests are supposed to serve as fathers to us. In today's epistle, John calls those who are reading his little children. Paul calls himself Father to the church in Corinth. So we have all kinds of fathers to remember today. There is an attack on fatherhood going on. This should be of no surprise to anyone. There is always an attack on fatherhood going on, but it seems more pernicious in the last few years. My dad, during the later years of his life, he never watched much TV, but in the last few years, he didn't have much choice because he couldn't do much of anything else. And so he noticed, though, that whenever he saw a commercial or some kind of sitcom, that the father was always singled out as the stupid one. It was always the father who was denigrated. It was always the father who was made to look foolish. This is intentional. We've come a long way from the 1950s and father knows best. But there is an attack on fatherhood, and we have seen this. There are more children born out of wedlock now than perhaps ever before. Marriage is denigrated as just a legal convenience. But this ongoing attack, not just on fatherhood, but on the natural order of things, is a symptom of a rage and anger and hatred toward God. Why? Because for everyone who is a father, their ultimate model of fatherhood, our ultimate model of fatherhood, is our Father who art in heaven. Every father on earth is an imperfect imitation of the perfect father who is in heaven. And so when fatherhood and the natural order are attacked, it is an attack on God himself. And there are plenty of people out there who, for whatever reason, are filled with rage and hatred toward God. 
I have friends who are atheists. Some of them are atheists. Some of them, I believe, are anti-theists. And there is a difference. They don't want to acknowledge that. But there is a difference. Because some of them still believe in God. They're just really angry with him. And they just want to rebel against him. And they want to reject everything God created in this world, including the natural order of things. And we, this is nothing new. Shakespeare wrote about it in King Lear. The whole story of King Lear is a rejection, is the, is the story of the consequences of rejecting the natural order of father as authority. G.K. Chesterton wrote that the, the natural order is father as authority and, and mother and wife as power. And these two are in balance. And the way he described it is this. He said, when I walk in my home or I walk in, walk in someone's home and I see the placement of every single item in the home, I feel like I'm in a world created solely by woman. But if a burglar would have come into my home, it would be my job to deal with him because I am the head. There is a balance, there is an order to things. It is a natural order, and this order, as a creation of God, is under attack. So how do we deal with that? Do we deal with that in the same kind of rage and hatred that is directed toward God? No. I saw a picture this week and it showed two protesters, one on one side of the street and one on the other side of the street. And one held a sign saying, God hates bags. And the other, on the other side of the street, held a sign saying, I love my gay son. Now, which of those are we supposed to follow? We follow the one in love, of course. We follow the sign of love. Not because loving means accepting everything someone is and leaving them there at that, because that's not how God loves us. Yes, we are to love and we are to cherish, and we are to our, our firm, but we are not always to accept. Love means sometimes saying no. Just as God said no again and again and again to the people of Israel. Just as God says no again and again and again to us when we stray from the path. But we are not to hate. We are not to rage. We are not to be angry. We are to love. As John says, we are to love not just in word, but in deed and truth. So the best thing that we can do, and the best way we can show our love, is not to try to argue with words and persuasions, but by deed and truth, by example of life. Those of us who are Christians, those of us who have faith in God, must show through our lives 
the example that we all want and hope everyone else will follow. A good Christian life is the best form of evangelism. Serving as an example to others around us is the way that we show love toward others. And vice versa. Our love must be the example that we show. Just as Christ loved us. So happy Father's Day. And let us pray for all those who serve as fathers. In one way, shape, or form. That they may remember that their model is our Father, who art in heaven, our perfect and loving Father, who together with his unoriginate Son and the all-good and holy life-giving Spirit liveth and reigneth forever and ever. 